Food insecurity is on the rise around the country, according to 2022 data released by the United States Department of Agriculture. Inflation has also significantly increased the average price of groceries within the last few years. Understanding the impact of rising costs on groceries in our local community means looking at the support systems in place for those that struggle financially. Here to talk with me is Stephanie Sisson, Communications and Outreach Coordinator for the Bellingham Food Bank. So tell me, Stephanie, what is the current state of food banking in Whatcom County? So it's definitely, it's really difficult right now in food banking. And to kind of illustrate this, I'll talk about the number of people that are coming to the food bank first. A lot of people kind of maybe don't understand the scale that we work at. So in 2021, we were serving 1,700 household visits every week. And in 2022, we were serving 3,500 household visits every week. So that number more than doubles in the span of a year. And when I say household, that's typically an average of three people. So do a little bit of math, you you can see how big that is. Now we're serving 5,000 households every week. That number is is continues to increase, right? And in order to be able to serve that many people, we've had to rely more and more on purchased foods. And one of our food sources has been for a very long time redistributed foods that you're talking about, like food from partners that are like national redistributors. And statewide, many, many food banks rely on these redistributors. And sometimes it is the majority of the food that they have. And we're really lucky to be supported by the community so much because it means that we can purchase food. So we have a different model where we rely not solely on donations or redistributed food that can be free or low cost, but we actually just go straight to the source and purchase directly. And we have the infrastructure and the number of people that we're serving to do that. What organizations and businesses are your main donors at the food bank? Yeah, so we get our funding from a number of different sources. We get most of our funding through community members. So that's just people, individuals in the community. Many don't really want to be named. So instead of framing it around like the largest donors or the best donors, just know that there's just a lot of people out there who support what we do. And we're really, really grateful for that community backing. And um, yeah, so our funding comes from community sources. And then there's a lot of businesses involved with that. And typically about, you know, in past years, Typically, government funding has come from about 20% or less of our funding. But that's, it looks like it might be changing here soon. So fingers crossed for that. Is there a gap and how big is that gap between supply and demand at your food bank? So we don't really know what the true scope of hunger and poverty is in our community. And we're not scratching the surface of it. There are way more people out there and we can only serve the people that we know and that we've built a relationship with. From what we've seen, you know, it looks like there's a lot more out there, but, you know, it's kind of hard to say exactly what would be needed to actually be a food bank that serves people's full needs. We don't really provide um, everything that somebody would need for the whole family. We kind of supplement people's needs. So I guess we're just faced with having to make a lot of really tough decisions. Right. So we end up having to cut things like we had to stop giving out toilet paper and we ran, we've run out of diapers. You know, we have to make choices between things that are the things that people need. And we're having to make the same choices, financially speaking, that between different needs that the people who come to our food bank also have to make in their personal lives. Should I, you know, pay my medical bills or should I feed my child? Mm -hmm. So we're also going through 
and saying, well, what is more important, vegetables or cooking oil? So when it comes down to it, yes, we definitely are in a pinch and the amount of food that we can give out per person is just getting smaller. Mm -hmm. What factors other than an increase in demand and need in both our local community and on the national scale has contributed to this shortage? Well, I'd say first off that, you know, we're facing all the economic impact that everybody else is facing. So Mm -hmm. anything that clients are experiencing, we're also experiencing. And like one important thing to note, you know, like I was saying, the majority of our funding comes from the community. It just comes from people's hearts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of other types of programs that are designed to meet community needs have funding from the government that is proportional to the amount of work they're doing mm-hmm. and the amount of people served. Funding for food banks has never been tied to the number of people that we serve. Mm-hmm. So we don't see an increase of funding when our numbers double. And so that all just comes from leaning on the community, which is really beautiful to see. And it's really nice to see people come through. But yeah, that is one of the things that is a bit difficult. And, you know, I think a lot of it is also that the actual scope and the depth of poverty in our communities, I think, is a lot larger than we have been serving Mm -hmm. in the past. And to actually meet those demands and meet those needs, it takes a little bit of extra work and extra community building. How can people in the local community assuage issues the food bank is facing? And what can community members do to help others facing food insecurity? Yeah, um, so there's a lot of different ways that, you know, you can help. There's anything helps. Like we run off of hundreds of volunteers. We have 400 to 500 active volunteers every year. Mm -hmm. So volunteering is important. We wouldn't be able to function without our volunteers. And we also take donated food and, you know, lots of lovely people run food drives. But more importantly, I think just strategically speaking, fund drives, fundraising and donations have been really what have kept us going long term. That's honestly one of the most effective and efficient ways to help us um, distribute food. We are incredibly efficient. And we're able to go ahead and buy from a wholesaler in the same way that your local grocery store might and provide that food directly to people in the community that trust us. Mm -hmm. So that's a really, really kind of streamlined way. Mm -hmm. And then there's always other types of advocacy work. You can always give your local representative a call and, you know, just let them know about the food insecurity that you see if your friends or neighbors or family are experiencing that. And also, if you've used the food bank, you know, don't be afraid to tell people, you know, what that looks like and all the different ways that it's been helpful. Because when, you know, our officials know a little bit more about it, then, you know, maybe they can see the ways that it is impacting the community. What services do you provide and what do visitors need to know before coming to the food bank procedurally? Yeah, so if you are you or someone you know is in need of food right now, then you can come into the food bank at 1824 Ellis Street, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to provide your ID or proof of address. You don't have to bring mail or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You go through the line and there will be a person there to check you in and ask what you need. If you don't want to give your name, 
you can always give a pseudonym or a fake name as long as it's the same name that you check yourself in every single time you come. And the first time you go through, we might ask how many people are in your family so we know how many children or how many elders or other people that you're caring for. And then from there, you can go ahead and use the food bank. We have the same staff members that are on rotation at the front desk. So eventually you might know your names and it might be like coming in to see a friend, you know. But yeah, we have food that you can come and shop. It's like a free grocery store. Right. I'm also curious, do you think there is a social stigma within our local area around using the food bank? Yeah, of course. I think there's definitely stigma and I think it varies from community to community. And I think that a lot of people may not know that it's really for anybody. I think a lot of people think that you have to be the most desperate in order to come to the food bank. And, you know, if you're struggling, you're struggling. There's no point in putting it on a scale and judging it against other people. But it's really hard. And you can always also send a friend. You can have other people pick up on your behalf if they're willing and wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you doing this interview with me. Yeah, and thank you so much. And once again, that was the Bellingham Food Bank's Communications and Outreach Coordinator, Stephanie Sisson, speaking on the current state of the Bellingham Food Bank and food insecurity's impact on the local community. This is Emma Toscani, KGMI News.